remember I got an assignment from my uh, pastor's group, and they wanted uh, my strategies for reaching the kingdom because I got upset, and they went, okay, well, tell us what to do. So I'm like, okay. So last week, I think we covered uh, kingdom high priority. Everybody say man. Um, then we covered... We gotta preach the good news. We gotta we gotta preach repentance. We can't do feel good Christianity anymore. Everybody say, man. Amen. So uh, the next part is, man, we gotta teach people to pray the right way. I don't I don't think people know how to pray. We we. Um. When you're trying to expand, when you're trying to. You have to spend a lot of time praying. You know, it's not just giving them words and trying to talk to them about Jesus or whatever. It, it's, you have to, you have, it's called spiritual warfare. You have to really begin to pray your way into their lives. Um, um, okay, I'll use Kim. I remember when, um, when I first let her know what I was about and I began to talk to her about God. Man, I would spend just tons of time praying for her and just, and just really just praying simply this, praying for her ears of understanding to open her heart to be able to be open to receive it because she wasn't a bad person at all. And I know she had a sense of God, but it was just, okay, I got to plug in these little holes that she has, and, but I got to do it in a way that she will get it. Everybody say amen. amen. So when you begin to speak to somebody, it's like, Man, how do you do this? Well, you have to pray. Cause see, because some of you have been talking to people for a long time, and you haven't got any response from them. And so sometimes it's not just words. You have to, sometimes you have to even be quiet and just pray for a while and then wait on your opening to come. You know, I, I, man, and I, I don't say this you know, in a conceited way or a bragging way, but I've reached a lot of people personally. I've, changed, I've helped change a lot of people. A lot of people know God because I know God. And, 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 and when you do that, you have to look at it, amen, baby, you got to look at it as I'm investing into people. Yeah. And if I invest into you, I have to invest the time, and I have to invest the time to prayer, or, and through prayer. And it's like, that's why it's called being fishers of men. I'm making fishers of people because you have to fish a certain way. You can't just say, hey, fish, get in the boat. You have to go about fishing a certain way. Now, I don't fish because I think it's boring and I think it's, and I would never bait the hook. I'm not, I'll be like, ooh. And if I did pull a fish out, I wouldn't even touch it. I'd be like, what do I do with this thing? It don't have no batter on it. I don't want to touch it. So I'm not really into fishing, but what I am into is, 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 is getting people out of the muck and mire of this life and being on their way to hell. And if I, I told you last week, and if I love you, you will know about God. Yeah. I'm not going to stop until you find out. I'm not going to stop until I get this deep down inside of you. If somebody becomes my friend, I'm sorry, your life is changing. That's just the way I think. Mm -hmm. I'm going to press myself upon you, not by preaching to you, not by, you know, talking down to you, but by constant prayer, constant understanding, and my love my love and desire and determination to make sure you know what I know mm -hmm. is going to be top priority. Not just your friendship, going to lunch and, you know, calling or joking around. No, I want you to really know what I know. Everybody say amen. No. Amen. So I'm telling you, you guys are responsible for some people because you know they don't go to church or they might go to churches that are dead. Everybody say amen. And you know that they don't understand the things that you understand. So I'm going to tell you a secret that's no secret. You are responsible. Mm -hmm. He says, Do, what did Jesus tell the disciples? Go into the world. Everybody, come on now. And then make disciples. Mm -hmm. Getting them to understand what I'm about and then baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He gave that commandment to all of us. And so... There's people around you who you're responsible for. Amen. Now, you're not going to save the world. I didn't save the world. I there's tons of people that I didn't reach. But I'm saying that th there is the one or the two. There, there, it, it has to be the best friend. Mm -hmm. How can you have a best friend for over 10 years and they don't know Jesus? 
Mm-hmm. That part I just totally don't get. Totally don't get. I, I, how, can you, how, can you, how can you have the, the co-worker and you two have become so close and you worked together for 12 years and they don't know Jesus? I, I just, I don't get it. So here, here it is. I get, here's Mark. Me and Mark are working together and I'm like, Mark, you got to know Jesus. I know you think you know him a little, but I got to help you see the fulfillment, the fullness of Jesus, and I had to do this by being relational. Because mm-hmm. you're going to know what I know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I feel responsible. Everybody say amen now. Amen. So I know it's tough. You don't really, it's, this is tough because you're going, oh, I don't want that responsibility. And I'm going, okay, I don't want this responsibility. Amen. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day who, who decided that they want to just move away. And I go, I wish my life was that simple, man. I wish I could just do stuff. You know, I wish I could just go, you know what, I'm just going to go to Hawaii and live there. I can't. I, I'm, my life is so, I have to always check with my agent. Amen. It's like, man, I walk in the store, I see that big TV, and I go, man, I'm going to buy that. And then I go, let me check with my agent. You're not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> I ride past dealerships, and I go, man, look at that truck. I'm going to trade this one in again. Can I trade this one? You're not trading that truck. <laughs> I think sometimes, wait a minute, I should just sell my house. I can get X amount of dollars. I just buy me a little condors. You're not selling that house. <laughs> it's like you got to always check with your agent, but everybody else just do whatever they want to do, whatever they feel like doing. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, that's the problem in the world. Amen. Because I'm talking about Christians. People don't pray anymore. People don't ask their agent. That's another message for another time. I don't want to get into that one. It says in Matthew 6, Auntie, what, is it, what does it say? We're talking about prayer and praying the right way and praying for the kingdom. Go. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. And so listen, when you pray, guys, and you sit there and you go, man, I begin to pray and then I run out of words, that means you're done. Amen. You're done. I mean, shut up. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Bible, listen to it. This is not me. It says when you pray, don't talk on and on as people who don't know God. They think the more words they use, the more God's listening. That means that you can bore God with your prayers. (laughs) Let me tell you how God gets frustrated with us in prayer. The same way I get frustrated with my kids. Because this is what, they'll tell me the obvious. Well, Courtney's not bad. Julian is horrible at it. (laughs) He'll get picked up from school. Every parent who knows you pick your kid up from school, what are they? They're starving. I don't know what happens at school, but it's like, they're starving. It's like, Dick, you had, you took lunch? What are you doing? They're starving. And so they get in, and what do they do? They tell you they're starving. And I go, dude, you don't think I know you're hungry? Don't bore me with the obvious. Mm-hmm. Because I'm your father, I know what you have need of. Next verse. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you have need I know of before what you, you have ask need him. Of before you even ask me. It's like the weather is changing, so you're going to need shorts. You don't have to ask me for them. They're already be there. Everybody say amen now. Amen. You, you, you have never said, Dad, I need some underwear. You only ask me for what you want. Amen. Don't bore me with what you need. So I already know what you need. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Sometimes you need some, some, some Miralax. Because <laughs> I watch you eat that pizza, and I go, that ain't going to come out. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, dude, you're going to drink this Miralax again. This, and he'll be like, Dad, I didn't ask for that. I know what you have need of. <laughs> That's not going to come out. <laughs> so gross today. I'm trying to prove points here that when you pray, be careful. I know you guys go, I never heard no preaching like that. 
<laughs> and you ain't going to never hear it either. It's only me. Everybody say amen. <laughs> it's like, he's saying, don't bore me with the particulars. I already know. And then people, you ever seen someone, you, oh, you ever go out to eat with somebody and they pray, and they're praying like for seven minutes over the dinner. It's like, dude. And Lord, we thank you for this gathering. Dude, just say thank you for the food so we can eat the stuff. <laughs> it's like, man, be careful how we pray because it's not your words, people. Right. It's a hard because your father already knows anyway. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a good prayer. Help me. Amen. It's a great prayer. Help me. Because you don't even really know what kind of help you need. Amen. But your father does. Everybody say amen. amen. It says don't pray like the heathens or people who don't know God. That means that people who don't know God pray. Mm-hmm. They pray and don't have a clue what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't be like them because your father knows you have a need of it before you ask. Come on. This then is how you should pray. All right, this is how you should pray. This is Jesus now. Our Father in heaven. Yeah. Hallowed be your name. We know the story. We've read this a million times. Our Father that's in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed, you are very holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Now, verse 10, he says, come, this is what it really means. Come and set up your kingdom so that everyone on earth will obey as you are obeyed in heaven. Amen. Yeah. That's what it means by your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's saying, everybody in heaven obey you. Bring your kingdom down here so everybody down here should, should, can obey you. That is the prayer. Amen. The next verse says what, auntie? Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts. It says, give us today our daily bread. Now, here's the thing. We pray out of order. Amen. We pray, hey, God, give us our daily bread. Mm -hmm. Jesus giving you the order. He's, he's giving you the order of importance. First of all, don't ever go to the Father without acknowledging who you're talking to. Amen. Don't ever start no prayer with, hey, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on now, you need to start prayer with, I'm talking to the Holy One. You, it's the equivalent of taking off your shoes. Mm -hmm. You have to realize who you're talking to first and then pray that his kingdom that's in heaven where everybody obeys him happens down here. Yes. We have to pray for the lost. We have to pray that God's will and the kingdom will press upon people so they don't know what you know. Mm -hmm. Not go straight to our daily bread. Amen. We go, hey, God, I need my bread today. And God says, that's out of order. Because mm -hmm. you seek the kingdom, I'll add everything else. See, it's, it's, it's out of order. We have to pray for the kingdom. That's why the kingdom isn't expanding. Because we spend a whole lot of time going, Lord, we need this, I need this, I need that, I need this. And your father's going, I know what you have need of. Why are you boring me? Amen. <laughs> you as parents know what your kids need before they even ask. Amen. When they, they don't even have to ask. It's already there. And I'm thinking, man, are you like that? You, yeah, where would you think you got that from? You got that from me. I already know what you have need of. Shut up. Amen. <laughs> you spend so much time asking me for the obvious mm -hmm. when you could be spending time praying for people who don't know me. Amen. But you're so caught up in you. Mm -hmm. Forgive us, Lord. That's why the kingdom isn't expanding. The kingdom isn't growing. I don't care what anybody says. And they'll go, no, this church looks very big. Yeah, that's people who went to another church. Now they go there. Mm -hmm. That's not kingdom growth. The kingdom is not expanding. I don't care what anybody says. We're not, it is not growing. Amen. And I offended all of them. And I go, okay, well, let's prove it out. How many new members do you have? Well, we just had 15 new members last week. We're, are, are all of them Christians? Well, yeah then the kingdom's not growing. Amen. Amen. Some people just like your church, and that's okay, but don't make it seem like the kingdom is growing. It's not. Amen. People that are lost are still lost. People who don't know still don't know. And, you, and we send all of our Christians out there, and you know what comes back? Just them. Mm -hmm. One reason may be is because we're spending a lot of time Asking God for the obvious. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of spending a lot of time asking God for that best friend that you have in the world who doesn't understand what you understand. To understand what you understand. For that person that's on your heart that you see all the time to get what you get. For, for your neighbor who you talk to all the time across the fence to, under, to give you an opening so you can tell them what you know. I felt responsible for Kim. I'm like, she's, she's got to know what I know. She's got to. Mm-hmm. She, she's my best friend in here. She's got to know what I know. She's my, like my sister. How is she not going to know? Amen. Amen. I remember, I remember telling Rita the day that Rita had got let go from work. I, went, I go, Rita, I don't know how, I don't know when. I promise you we'll be back together. There she is. Amen. It's like I, I remember telling Mark, Mark, just shut up and listen to me for a second. You talk so much. <laughs> you don't know what I know. But because I love you, you're gonna. That's just the way I think. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time on that not asking God for the obvious, not boring him with the things that he already knows. Lord, you know I got to pay this. You already know I got to get that. You already know my health problems. You already know this. And I'm not going to give you a bunch of words to make you listen to me more. I'm just going to say, Lord, you know I need that. So I thank you for it. I know you got it. Amen. How many times do your kids tell you thank you? Rarely. Sometimes, according to tell you, Julian will sit at the table eating like he at the restaurant. Dad, I need some more. Uh, <laughs> can, we, can we get some more uh, juice over here? <laughs> hey, can I get a little bit more bacon? I'm like, dude, I'm going to slap you in the back of your head. This, this, what? How about you say <laughs> thank you once in a while? Amen. <laughs> What? Because you're supposed to give me this stuff. And I go, God, do I do you that way? And he goes, yes! Mm-hmm. You all do. Yes, we do. How about thanking me for some oxygen every once in a while? How, how, how about thanking me that they haven't fired you at work, you know? How, how about thank you that your vehicle is always starting? How about thank you that you know what you, you, no matter what the economy is, and you know what the economy is going crazy, isn't it? Yes, it is. What was the word we had on New Year's Eve? Provision. Provision. Don't panic. Amen. Don't panic. Continue to live your life like you were before. Blame it on Biden or whoever you want to blame it on. But I'm saying there was a reason why we had that word. God will provide, I promise. Amen. I'm counting on it. Why would he tell us that? He told us that when the economy wasn't crazy. Amen. He was getting us ready for the craziness. You think he don't know what you have need? Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. <sighs> forgive us uh, our debts or our, uh, you know, and as we forgive others so your, hand, your prayers will be heard. Amen. And verse 13. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil. And then, evil Lord, one. you know, keep us from being tempted and protect us from all this evil out here. See, that, that, he's, Jesus gave us the blueprint on how to pray. But what was the first one? Lord, I pray that people will obey you down here like they do in heaven. Mm. That was the first one. I have to drop down to verse something, 31. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? It says so. You know what? Stop worrying about all the stuff that all of us worry about all the time. What we should drink, eat, wear, where we're going to live, what we're going to drive, you know, where, how we're going to make it, how we're going to survive, how we're going to vacation. How we, that, that's, he says don't worry about the stuff. And I'm saying that's all we worry about. We, we spend... Majority of our time praying about that stuff. Mm-hmm. When he just told you, I know what you need. 
I, I know what you need. I know what I know what you want. Everybody say amen. amen. And it's like, man, he says, so don't worry. He's talking about all this. You know what? Stop worrying about life so much. I'm saying that is the majority of prayer is about life. And that's why the kingdom isn't moving. So we're not spending a lot of time praying for the lost. We're too busy praying for life. Mm-hmm. Pastors, they're, they're the same way. We spend a lot of time praying for the church. I ain't talking about the people's growth. I'm talking about the church. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know I just ruffle feathers, man. And they, they don't, they, some of them, I'm glad they're my friends because they probably don't wouldn't even like me. <laughs> but they just know how I am. It's like we spend a lot of time praying for the church, praying for budgets, praying because you got salaries to meet, praying because you want a thousand people to come, praying because you want that property, praying because you need a new bus, praying because you got to expand. That's, oh, that's majority of what we pray about. Yup. <laughs> That's the majority of what we pray about, and that's why the kingdom isn't moving. Amen. Know what I'm praying? Lord, you know what? Make them disciple makers. Lord, I know you know. Look, you already know what Nicole needs. So you know what she needs, so get her to that. But along the way, hallelujah, somebody. Thank you, God. Know what I pray? While Shirley's beating everybody up, rubbing them. Because Shirley will beat you behind, man. You go out there, I'm telling you. You walk out of Shirley's feeling good and bad at the same time. <laughs> and so while she's doing that, though, man, her, she's anointed. Lord, let her reach somebody. That's what I'm praying for you guys. Mm-hmm. When, when, when people walk into my cousin's store and he see them all the time, I pray that they see some God in him. When people calling you guys or running to you guys, I pray that they see some Lord in you. Because you might be their only hope. Amen. And I pray God will give you wisdom. Amen. That's, that's been all my prayers lately. I know you got needs. I know you need stuff, but God knows what you need of. He does. Amen. I'm not going to bore him with that. I'm just going to thank him and say, Lord, you know what they need. You know they got to survive. You know they got kids. You know they got issues. You know they got money stuff. Some of it we've done on our own. Amen. See, a lot of times we got self-inflicted pain and then we go to God to fix it. Self-inflicted pain. We did it, but we want God to fix it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You better check with your agent before you do something. I'm preaching really good. Yes, you, you better are. check with your agent because you, uh, let me check. Can I? No. <laughs> okay. But if I just do it and I take it back, he goes, I, t- I didn't tell you to do that. Right. Now you want me to fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the equivalent of saying, hey, dude, don't try to run that scooter off that ramp. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do? They run the scooter off the ramp, land wrong, and then they come back, go and fix it. I told you don't run the scooter off the ramp. Mm-hmm. I told you don't jump on that trampoline. You're going to mess your knee up. What happens? Oh, they're jumping on the trampoline? Come in later. Oh, my knee hurts. I told you don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I got to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going, man, Lord, do I do you like that? He goes, yes, <laughs> you all do. Yes, yes. I'm so damn in so much debt. Who told you to buy it? Oh, he, he treats me so bad. Who told you to date him? So, Auntie, stop worrying about life. Well, not Auntie, but you know what I mean. Come on. <laughs> For the pagans run after all these things. See, because the people, the pagans or the people who don't know God, that's all they think about. It says they run after these things. And your heavenly father, he, he, he just knows. Don't tell me you're hungry. Don't tell me you're this. Don't t- I already know. Right. You get new shoes before you don't even have to ask for them. I just know that your shoes are jacked and I get you new ones. And I never get a thanks, dad. God, do I do you like that? Yeah, but you all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how blessed we are that we're not trying to figure out and go see somebody in the hospital. Kind. Of, you know how blessed you are. Right now, the burden of my brother is weighing on me really heavy. I'm gonna be honest. He's been down so long. 
And we don't know when he's going to get back up. And it's like, and it's taking everything in my family to hold fast. Amen. Because it's been a long time. Yeah. And they're calling me, you got to get out here. You got to get, he needs you. And I'm going, I, I can't drop everything and run out there. And the airline tickets are like $1,200. But it's like, man, you know how blessed we are? To, Amen. Your kids aren't in the hospital. Amen. You're not running back to U of M. And, man, we're blessed, man. Amen. In the midst of everything that's not right. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Auntie, come on. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as but see, well. But if you seek first for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, meaning you want people down here to function just like people up there or things up there function, and then you want people to obey like they obey up there. If, we, if that becomes our priority, priority? That becomes our priority, then that means that he'll give you everything else. If you spend the most of your time on that, see it says seek first. That means, that means my main concern is who doesn't know God and how can I help? Who should I send? Send me. That means, that means every day, I wanna, have you ever prayed this? Hey, Lord, send somebody my way today and give me the words to be able to reach you. That's a good prayer. And when God hears that, he goes, oh, you need a raise. <laughs> Come on, what did Solomon do? Solomon said, Lord, give me wisdom so I can take care of your people. And God says, oh, you need a bunch of money. I'm going to make you the richest dude on the planet because you could have just asked me for riches because I said whatever you want, I'll give it to you. It's like, man, if we, if we do this first, then he'll give you it. But see, we spend so much time on daily bread. Oh, everything is daily bread. We pray like the heathens do. We just want our life fixed. And I'm going, yeah, but you're not lost. That person is. They're in worse shape than you. How much time you spend praying for them? Mm -hmm. To do what? To understand what you understand and praying for God to give you the wisdom to be able to tell them. I'm so burdened right now. Sometimes I wonder, am I making a difference? It's like, because it's, kingdom's not growing. And we're not growing it. Auntie, come on. We're moving on to Luke's. I guess, yeah. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, yep. but God knows your hearts. So what here it is. We have to learn how to press into the kingdom of God. We, we can't be passive. See, it, 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 it's, it's like taking a, an aggressive approach to the kingdom of God. If we don't, that means that we're, we're just passive. We're, we're spectators. See, we have to have an approach of, of like this, that I'm going to aggressively help the kingdom push forward. Not by preaching at people or telling them how bad they are, but by wisdom on how to reach people because you're fishing. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. So it says, here's Jesus. He's talking to the, the to Pharisees, and he said, you are the ones who... You justify yourself in front of people. You make yourself look good in front of people, but God knows your heart. And here's the thing, Auntie. He says, um, what people value highly is detestable in God's it sight. It says what people think is important, it's not worth anything in God. I'm going to be honest. 80% of the stuff that we think are important, God goes, that's not important. Yeah. And we go, well, this is really important. No, it's not. You know, and this is going to hurt your feelings, and, and know that I'm saying this in love. And I'm, praying, I'm saying this to a mature, mature audience. You think your family is most important. It's not. Now, before you stone me, 
Courtney, am I a good father? Would you trade me? You know why? Because my family is not the most important thing. God is always the most important thing. Amen. Which allows me to be a good father. Amen. I'll tell you what. Because no matter what's going on, I got to check with my agent. Amen. And my agent is going to say, no, you're going to do it this way because you're a good father. Mm-hmm. Amen. Man, I'm going to tell you a secret. When Julian came, I was, what, 48? And I was like, man, diapers and wool and then carriers and picking up from school at my age. I'm not trying to do. I'm, and, and God's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> your marriage is not the most important thing. Your, your, your career is not the most important thing. Amen. You being there, your house is not the most important thing. You're, and that's why we got so many crazy kids out here. You know why? Because people are worshiping their kids instead of raising them. Amen. Because they're the most important thing. But you know, family is everything. No, they're not. God is everything. Amen. And then God will have you treat your family the right way. And then Amen. God will have help you raise your family. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know parents are too strict on their kids, and, they, and the Bible says don't cause your kids to be offended by you. By doing what? By overbearing, pushing on them, riding them. Everybody say amen. Amen. You know, smothering them. You, you need wisdom from God to raise kids, especially nowadays. Amen. Now, you won't do it right if they're everything. Amen. God is everything. So we go, this is so important. And God goes, not really. I don't say Bible, you got so mad. He says, the things that you think are important, they're not important. Well, no, no, you don't understand. I got I to I gotta do right on this job or that's not important to me. I, I'll give you another one. Bless you. No, this is so important to me. That's not important. And then I get, I get slandered because I just don't get excited by much. And they go, and they'll be like, this is so important. Not to me. After you have 50-something birthdays, I'm sorry. <laughs> they just ain't that. A, a matter of fact, I try to hide it. I got another one? <laughs> I'm about to be 59. You think I'm excited? <laughs> and then people go, whoa, you blessed to be here. I am. And I look marvelous. Amen, somebody. <laughs> but it's like, man, after you have 50-something, knock it off. <laughs> and then people go, no, it's so important. Not to me. God goes that's not so important to me it's right there what people think are high God goes eh so you got to get into my psyche and find out what's important you know what's important auntie come on the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John yep. since that time the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone is forcing their he way he says here's it. what's important it used to be the law, now it's the kingdom of God, and, and, and it's, it's being preached out here. Now, and everybody is forcing their way into it, but not now. Then, yeah, now, no. I don't see anybody forcing their way into the kingdom. It says that, you know, we continue to force our way into it. We, now we're... See, we got to take an aggressive approach. We're forcing our way into the kingdom. I, Lord, I got to know you. I got to abide in you as you abide in me. I got to learn everything I can about you. I got to understand you so I can stop being me so much because I was born in sin anyway. And it's like, man, you see, we're forcing our way into the kingdom, but I don't see the world forcing their way in, into the kingdom. I don't see it happening. Where is it? Well, they don't have a door. We haven't given them a door. He says, what's important? The good news is being taught. The kingdom, see, your stuff isn't that important. He's telling you what's important. The good news about God's kingdom is being preached. 
Colossians 4, auntie. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. It says devote yourselves to prayer. You got to watch now, and you got to always be thankful for what you have. Come on. And pray for us, too, that God may open the door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. He says, now, always be prayerful, guys. Now, pray for me. <coughs> what are we praying? We're praying that the door will be open for our message so that we can proclaim the mysteries of Christ for which I am in chains. I get it. I, I'm going to be honest. I only do this because I love you. It ain't because I want to. It's not because I feel good about it. It's not because it's what I'm meant to do, I feel like. You know, it's because I love you. And it's like, I don't trust nobody else to teach you. And you know what, man? I'm, I happen to be in chains. Talking about slavery to a black man is kind of iffy. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest you do that. But it's like, man, I am enslaved to this thing. It's, I, I'm, I'm Richie Gere, and, and I got nowhere else to go. I'll, my agent tells me everything that I need to do. And so I'm saying, pray for me. So what? The message can go out so we can proclaim the mysteries of Christ. When you pray, stop praying for daily bread so much. Amen. That's one reason why the kingdom isn't expanding. Pastor, stop praying for your church building so much. Amen. That's why the kingdom isn't expanding. How do you know? Well, I talk to a lot. I get a lot of requests for prayer. And it's all about life. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've had, very rare, I've had a couple people who go, you know, can we pray for the people out there that are lost? Wow. I can count how many times that's happened to me. Everything else is life. Oh, by the way, the things that your father already knows you have need of anyway. Mm -hmm. So that means that we have a real trust, faith, belief problem in prayer because if that dominates your prayer, that means you're worried. If that's, your, the, 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 if that's 90% of your prayer, you're worried. And God's going, oh, I wish you stopped telling me that. So I'm going to pick Julian up tomorrow, and he better not say he's hungry. Better not say it. No, he'll catch himself. He'll go, Dad, and I'll just look at him. He'll go, never mind. You better not <laughs> tell me you're hungry, dude. I'm going to roll your head up in this window if you tell me that. Because <laughs> I don't know what happens at school, but you guys just come out starving. Auntie, finish this so I can get out of here. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. He says you got to pray that we proclaim it clearly as I should. Clearly. So that the dumbest person in the room can understand it. Mm -hmm. You know what? I am, I am very formidable with the Bible, I, might, I, I will say. I mean, I've debated with scholars. But man, it's not my job to stand up here and prove that. I'm trying to make it sure. You guys getting it? Yeah. So, so, I mean, so, yeah. Okay, I talk about going number two. <laughs> because you know why? Do you get it? See, Jesus did the same thing. He didn't. Jesus is the son of God, knows everything about God, but what does he do? He brings God to a digestible level for people can understand it. That's what this is about. Amen. So a lot of times, I was telling them, we get up and we want to prove everybody how much we know, because you know what? We want people to invite us to their church. Mm -hmm. See, we want, we, want to, we want to get invited to conferences and stuff. See, because this is a career. This ain't no career for me. Man. This is not a career for me. It's a burden, actually. But man, I know people who this is what they want to do, and they, they love this spotlight, and they love to hear themselves talk. And I get, I get tired of hearing them talk. And it's like, man, that we, we, we're proclaiming this thing as in us being elevated, not necessarily that the kingdom expands. Mm-hmm. And we figure if we tell people that catchy thing that makes them feel great and gives, then, then therefore they'll think I'm anointed and 
Therefore, the people who hurt me, the next person will invite me in. If I put all my stuff online, the people will see it, and they'll go, hey, we want you to come to our church. I've never asked to go to anybody's church. And you see how many times I go to people's churches. Mm -hmm. I've never asked people to ask me. Amen. So why, why do you do this? It's because I love. Some kind of way he's taught me how to love. People who actually who treated me bad, said bad things about me, you know, I still do it. Because ultimately, I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to give an answer for what I did with my life. Amen. Not my sin, my life. And if all you did was went to school, got married, had kids, raised your kids, retired, and died. You really, you really think you're going to get a well done? That's what you were supposed to do. Amen. But the fear I have is that a lot of Christians are going to stand there and he's going to go, remember your friend Susie? You were her, you were her only hope. Remember Brian? You were his, you was his only hope. Remember how I had, I had them people come across your path and they were in your house for a month working on your house? That one guy that you talked to, you was his only hope. See, that's my scary fear that people have come my way and I was their only hope. Pray that I might proclaim this thing clearly. See, see, stop praying for your needs. Pray that the word gets out clearly so people can understand it. Pray that this, pray that this church bursts at the seams, not to have a big church, but because that means that whatever this place is doing for your life, you've got it to do it for somebody else's life. Amen. Auntie, come on, I'm almost done. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Be wise. We talked about wisdom a few weeks ago in the way you act with those that are not believers. Use, use your time in the best way you can. Use your opportunity around them to set them up to understand what you understand. Amen. It, you you got to use your time wisely. Now, don't spend your time with them unwisely. You got to take advantage of every moment you get. So I would come into work, Kim would come marching down there with her, her pad, and people thought we were talking about work. And we were talking about Jesus. Amen. Me and Mark would be standing over at the desk looking over the schedule. That would take like five minutes. And then we'd be talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. This, this, I got this time, this is when, I'm going to use this time to do what? Continue to reel, continue to reel. I need you to know what I know. I need you to know what I know. I need you to know why. Because I love you. Because I don't want to see you lost. Because, amen, somebody. Amen. Your only hope. How come this church hasn't burst at the seams? Well, it's a word church. A lot of people don't want word. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't all our fault. A lot of people don't want word. They want the delight of entertaining. Mm -hmm. They want the social gatherings. Mm -hmm. So a lot, a lot of it is that people don't want the word. But then some of it is just because, you know, we haven't really got people to know what we know. Amen. I think my mom was done. Let your conversation be always full of grace, uh -huh. seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. This is, man, let, let your conversation always be good. Now, make a, it says let it be seasoned with salt. I like that because, you know why? Because we are salt and we are light. We are preservatives. We're the only thing that in life, that's what salt was used for back in the day. They didn't have refrigerators, so they, they would dump salt on meat to keep it preserved. We are, we are the preservers. We, we got to do this thing because full of grace now that you may know how to answer everyone. That you may know how to answer their questions that they may have. Because sometimes you can't say, oh, oh, well, let, me, let, me call, let me call Kenan. No, you got to have an answer. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says, why do you serve the Lord? Don't go into this. Well, you know what? 
My life used to be like this. Now it's like that. You know, now he's helped, you know, my life be better. You know, my finances are better. See, that's world. It's world. Do that later. You know what you really should say? Man, I realized something. Do you really know what Christian Christmas is about? Do you really know what Easter is about? Know what, know what you should say? Ask them a question. Well, how do you get to heaven? Majority of people are going to say, by being good. Mm-hmm. And then you hit them in the face and go, eh, wrong answer. <laughs> you can't be good enough. So if you believe in Christmas, right? Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. You believe in Easter, right? Yeah, he was resurrected. Then what was that about? If you can do it yourself. Then what was all that hoopla about? Then why did he have to die? And then they go, then their, their minds start, oh. See, because you're not going to be good enough. And let's be real, how good are you? Amen. I heard you over there. So it's like, you know, how do you do it? Well, you got to be prepared to answer the tough questions. So when they go, why do, well, why do you serve the Lord? Don't just go into life. Mm-hmm. Go into to this. I once was lost, now I'm found. Amen. Go into this. There will be an afterlife. And mm-hmm. where are you going to spend it? Mm-hmm. And I know this life down here, the Bible says it's but a brief, a puff of smoke. And so I'm about to be 59 years old. When, how did that happen? And I'm thinking, I'm not going to live another 50 years, nor do I want to. But my spirit goes back to where it comes from. My body goes back to where it comes from. But then there's my soul. Mm-hmm. And that's everlasting. Amen. Where does it go? Well, why do you serve the Lord? Because it would be stupid not to. You know what? I could be brainwashed, and I could just be one of them, you know, people who are just minds. But no, it, if it's that way, then I've lived a great life. And God has got me through some amazing issues, and, and yet I still stand. Everybody say amen. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the worries and the fears that everybody has. So if it is a brainwashing scheme, it's working. <laughs> so if you're right, I still benefit. But if I'm right, you're in trouble. Amen. See, you have to logically get people to see. It's not a just believe to believe. No, they won't do that. You got to logically tell them why they need to believe. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going you're gonna to be lost. I'm telling you right now. Now, if you believe in Christmas and Easter now, because a lot of people don't believe this stuff, then why do you believe in Christmas and Easter then? Why do you think, why do you say, you're saying that Jesus is the Son of God? So what was all that about? Because see, most people believe that. They mm-hmm. believe that. They just don't believe you got to live that life, though. Mm-hmm. They don't believe they got to go to church, and they don't believe they got to do this, and they believe they can still live anywhere they want. And it's like, man, how do you do it? Well, you got to logically get them to see that you are wrong. So how good are you then? Well, you know, I'm a good person, and if, you go, if you're a good person, you go to hell. There's only one way to the Father. Amen. And then, I, I, then and look, think about this, and I'm done. I got a son. If I sacrificed my son for the world and they denied it, oh, everybody going to hell. <laughs> Everybody's going, oh, you're denying it? Okay, get him out of here. And then here's Jesus going, that's how my father feels. He says they're going to separate sheep and goats. They're going to separate the, the wheat from the shaft. He's saying if you don't do it, then the, my father's going to say, get him out of here. And I don't blame him. If I give my son to the world for something that you did mm-hmm. and you deny it. See, logically people go, All right, think about that. See, that's the gospel. Don't go into life. See, if you go into life, you're just another self-help thing. Go into the gospel. Mm -hmm. 
Christ and him born and crucified, resurrected. Why? For you. I guarantee you that's the thing that hooked you. Come on up. The kingdom of heaven is like the treasure in a field that demands so everything to get that one thing. The, the kingdom of heaven is like that valuable pearl that the man sold all the rest of his pearls to get that one thing. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast and you put it into something and it expands. The kingdom of heaven starts out so small like a mustard seed, but it grows into the largest tree where birds can come in. about strategies of expanding the kingdom. I'm not done. I got, I, got, I got two more. Strategies of expanding the kingdom because it's not expanding at all. And I know why it's not expanding. And guys like me are part of the problem. Our church ain't packed. We can go drive by some other ones. They'll be packed. But I'm not saying that they're right. I mean, we're right and they're wrong. But what I am saying is, what are we teaching? Because most people don't really want the word right now. Ask someone, hey, how was church? Oh, the music was so great. Oh, I, I, had, I had a great conversation with a lady while I was there. Man, very rarely do I hear, man, the word just really touched my heart, you know? I don't even really hear that anymore. Mm -hmm. I tell you, all the time, well, how was church? Oh, it was, it was pretty good. That's it. Oh, I was church. Well, they did all oh, the praise team did a great job today. Let me tell you something. Jesus, it don't say in the Bible what Jesus sang at anybody. <laughs> and Jesus struck up a tune. <laughs> when, when, he, when he was fighting Satan, everybody, come on now. Did he sing? No, use the word. <laughs> I'm not saying music doesn't help. I'm not saying praise and worship doesn't help. It does. When, when you're kind of down, your favorite song comes on, what does it do? It lifts you up. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not important, but I'm saying when you really want to fight, man, you got to have the word. I don't care. Amy, yes, you do. So Jesus didn't go, hey, give me the mic, let me sing. Right. He always proclaimed the word. Yes, he did. So I feel the need to do the same thing. Bless you. So in Jesus' name, Lord, Jesus. bless us, help us, and I promise all glory will be yours. Everybody say amen for me. Amen. Okay, remember, and I got some friends coming in.